new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. I'm so excited to have you here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm super excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with one of my favorite people, Joan from Five Grain Events. We're talking about how to build and grow your team. Joan shares how she grew her wedding planning business from one to six employees in a fairly short amount of time. So I'm thrilled that she's here. We actually met through the Irresistible Selling course. She's one of the instructors who works along the side of Maria and hit it off. And I asked her to come on the show and she said yes. So I'm thrilled to have her here. A little bit about Joan is that she started her career in coordination of nonprofit events and she gives a unique perspective on event execution and design. Five Grain Events, uh, derived from Joan's married last name in Italian, Cinque means five and Grane means grains, is determined uh, to deliver the event you've always imagined without the stress of wondering who's going to handle it all. I'm so, so excited she's here. So a little bit of housekeeping before we begin. Um, I wanted to say for people that have emailed me about the audio uh, quality of the podcast when they're listening in their cars and how it could be a little bit difficult is that I hear you. It's that way for me too. Um, I'm producing and editing the show myself, so I don't have a proper audio engineer, um, but I know that it sounds the best on your mobile devices. So, you know, I don't want to tell you where to listen to it. Obviously, I want you to listen to it whenever, and I know people like listening to the show when they are on their way to their shoots or they're driving in the car, but I will say um, it is the best on the mobile devices or Alexa or Google Home. But again, if you're listening and you know about audio and how to mix it properly, um, I'd love to hear from you. I would love your help. So please feel free to contact me uh, directly at hello at twjanae.com. Also, um, we are looking for sponsors just like you. That's right. Twjanae is now accepting sponsors for the podcast to help promote your work. We love to partner with brands that align with our mission of educating wedding photographers, including other educators, uh, people who sell products geared towards wedding photographers, services, and more. So if you're interested, visit us at www.twgna.com to find out more information and apply online. We can't wait to hear from you. Also, before I let you guys go, don't forget, if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We met our goal in 2020 of 20 reviews, so let's make it 20 more for 2021. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, you guys, let's get ready for the show. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest today. Joan, can you say hi to everyone? Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited. Yeah, I can't wait. So uh, before we dive into today's topic, uh, which I'm super excited to talk about, uh, let's introduce you to everybody. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, how you started your business, and um, what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Joan Chinquigrani. Uh, my business is Five Grain Events. I'm a wedding and event planner based in Chicago. I started my business just about 11 years ago. 
after working in fundraising for several years. Um, and I was really interested in the wedding world and kind of dabbled my toe into that and, and fell in love. And here we are 11 years later. That's amazing. Cool. Well, I'm excited for today's, uh, podcast topic. We're talking about how to grow your team. And I think it's going to be great for our listeners because we haven't talked about this before. So this is exciting. (laughs) Good. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the benefits of growing your team. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think for many of us, we are, we start a business because we're really passionate about what we're starting a biz, the, what we're starting a business to do. Um, but there comes a time when you reach a little bit of burnout and you have to kind of decide, am I going to continue at this pace or do I slow things down or do I expand my team so that we can continue to take on new business without totally feeling like uh, we as the business owner are uh, overwhelmed and not able to, to do what we want to do. So uh, that's one reason why you might uh, grow your team. But of course, there are, are many different um, possibilities of uh, why you might decide to grow your team. But for me, um, I was sort of presented an opportunity with a person who was really interested in weddings as well and had dabbled a little bit in doing uh, her own events when she lived um, in Tennessee. And I had an event that had inquired and I was really uh, interested in taking on, but I was personally unavailable. Um, And so I decided that uh, I would bring Sarah on and she was my my first team member. And then uh, things kind of grew from there. So that, so that's interesting. So you were, how long were you by yourself? What, how long did, were oh my you gosh. solopreneur? Not very long. <laughs> Not very long. It was, let's see, I think it was about six months uh, into the process. So I definitely jumped onto this train earlier than I think a lot of people did um, or do. Uh, so, but I was very, um, I guess I was very ambitious and I had a hard time saying no <laughs> to this event possibility that I wasn't able to personally be present for. Um, and so that's kind of how, how that came to be. Um, and then over time, um, my team continued to grow up to the point of, at one point we had six of us. Um, and, and I think that, uh, six is probably the sweet spot for what I really loved is the size of my team. And, um, we've kind of, uh, shrunk back a little in the pandemic simply because we had a couple people who are moving or had other personal things that have caused them to leave the team. Um, not because of any, you know, particular reason from my end. Um, but I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get up to that size again in the, in the not too distant future. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, I guess a good question would be as a business owner, how do you know if it's the right time to grow your business or to start looking for your first sort of employee? Yeah, uh, I would definitely recommend doing it a little more strategically than I did <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but I think the a good sort of litmus, litmus test is to ask yourself whether you're ready to manage somebody. Um, that's something that you know, thankfully that first employee that I hired, uh, was someone who was a friend and someone that we really had very similar working styles. So, so it did work really well. Um, but I think I was not prepared for sort of the, the job of, 
of HR that comes along with having a team member. Um, and thankfully, I was able to, to figure it out and get used to it over time. Um, so if, if someone is wondering, is this the time to grow my team? Um, are you ambitious? Do you want to take on more than you can personally take on just as yourself? Um, so if the answer to that is yes, then you have to ask yourself if you're ready to be that leader, be that um, be a boss, uh, which is, you know, can be have some negative com- connotations for some people, especially if you've left uh, and a world of being an employee in the past and may not have had the, the greatest bosses. Um, so are you ready to take on that role as well? I think that's a really important question to ask yourself. Yeah. I think that brings up a good topic that actually brought up like a little feeling for myself. It's like, you know, I didn't like corporate America, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was happy to leave it and to be my own boss. And I don't, I think maybe a reason that I have personally never grown my business with an employee. I've have, I have associate shooters, you know, I don't have associate shooters, but I have second mm-hmm. shooters and assistants is just that I don't want to manage anybody. You know, like I, right. I know in my gut that that's just not the path that I want to take. Like I would need somebody else. <laughs> I would have to bring on a manager to manage other people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which people and, do. You know, for, mo- yeah. for most wedding businesses who, that are, I think on the whole, pretty small, that's probably not something that would make financial sense to do Mm -hmm. until you reached a certain level. But especially if you're bringing on your first, second, third employee, are you ready to be the manager of those people? Um, And so, you know, there are some times that I love being a manager. I love um, collaborating with my employees. You know, I actually personally have a little hard time with calling myself the boss. (laughs) I don't, sometimes my uh, colleagues will say, uh, okay, boss, and I, I don't like that <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think I really want to make sure that they know that they are, you know, as appreciated that there's not as much hierarchy as one would have in kind of a corporate um, situation and what I left uh, to own my own business. I, I want to make sure that they know that they are on as equal footing as possible, but there's also the reality that, uh, I'm responsible for uh, making sure that they are doing their job correctly and as well as they can. And I think that comes both on the sort of oversight side of things, mm-hmm. making sure that you're checking in um, without micromanaging, um, but also just on the support. Are you, as the business owner, giving your employees the tools that they need to represent you in your business and to do their best work so that they feel um, supported and that they can, you know, that they can come to you if they have any concerns or questions? Yeah. Yeah. And having that open sort of communication is always key um, to having a successful team, I believe. So, I mean, especially for me, for my second photographers and um, assistants, I keep saying associates, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I think, you know, having open communication, open feedback is really important to having, I have people that have with, with, are with me for like three or four years, you know, like I want them yeah. to be with me for a while and they might not be on the books as a, a, you know, a team member, but they are a team member in a different sense. If that, if that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, absolutely. So if you're, you're listening and you're like, okay, this is where I'm at. I want to bring on people. I'm ready to grow. I want to be, I can be a boss. Um, What should you tackle first? Like what is something that you, that they should be thinking about or looking into right now? Well, I think there are, 
two possibilities. Um, one is, are you hiring someone to sort of be a second you? Are you hiring someone to take on some of your workload so that you're both kind of working on the same things together? Or are you hiring someone to do something that's completely different from, from what it is that you do on a daily basis? And I think those are have two different answers to this question of mm-hmm. what should I do next? Um, for me, uh, I have hired people in all sorts of ways. So as I mentioned, that first person was a friend and it sort of fell in my lap. Um, I have hired people who have a lot of event planning experience and so are coming in on kind of a a professional level similar to what I was offering to my clients. Um, And then I have done sort of the job posting thing um, where I, I put out this job opportunity and I wait for people to come to me. Um, So in, in my experience, I think someone who's hiring for the first time may be a little shy or uncomfortable about going about it as a job posting. It may feel, you know, maybe I'm projecting a little for me. It felt a little sort of too real, you know, like, oh, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a cool business owner. I don't need to, you know, I I don't need to post a job like you would, uh, you know, for a, a retail position or something like that. Um, but I actually found, I got, incredible candidates that were not in my social circles um, from doing a proper job posting. You know, they were many times, you know, second or third uh, referrals from, you know, someone who knew me, who knew someone else, who knew someone else looking for a job. Um, And so first things first, I would say, don't be afraid to do that. I think expanding the area of reach of where you're sharing this opportunity, I think could you know, give you a lot bigger pool of applicants to perhaps choose the person who is the absolute best fit for you. Um, so I would write up a job job description as the very first thing that you do. And that will actually really help you to get focused on what is it that I need help with? You know, do I, and it will also help you to give for the person you're hiring to have a full understanding of, of what their expectations are within the position. Um, you know, I think for me, it took a, a little while to, to figure out how to take what was in my brain and present it to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, because solopreneurs, we sort of know what needs to be done. We do that thing in whatever way, you know, sometimes in a great way, sometimes in a mediocre way. Um, but we, we do it in, in our way. Um, and so making sure that you, going from not having to explain what needs to be done and how to do it to anyone to having to do that can be a bigger uh, leap than you might think. Um, so writing out that job description is going to be really helpful to really make sure that the person coming in has a good understanding of what the expectations are and that you know what the expectations are so that you can properly train and present those things to that person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's a great tip. And also um, this is actually funny. Well, not funny, but we're talking about this now and I just brought on a brand new VA. So Patty, my old VA was with me for I think two years and now I have a new, a new girl, Kelly, who's amazing. And you know, when you rely on someone, they just do things or you just taught them how to do things and they know how to do it. Right. So when you bring someone new on, I was like, oh, I have to retrain someone. 
And mm-hmm. um, I made all these process docs and then I made yes. training videos. So now mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Kelly will be with me forever if she's listening. Uh, but if I, if I have a new <laughs> Kelly, like training the next person, it's actually much easier now because I've gone through all that work. Yes, that is so important. Writing out your processes will make that the the job of training a new person eons easier and especially future people. Um, you know, it is a, an investment in time and energy to, to, to do those things. But uh, once you've done them, then kind of the, that hurdle is not present the next time you're looking to hire someone. Uh, one tip I would give is for your first hire, include in the job description that part of their position is to document their training process. Mm. Um, and then that kind of takes it off of your shoulders and someone else is, is taking notes on how you are training them. Um, it also helps reveal holes in your process, things that you're forgetting to tell someone. Um, so if you're asking your new hire to document their training process and then they're following the process documents and they miss something, well, it probably means that either you didn't explain it in a way that your employee understood properly, or maybe you just forgot to talk about it at all. Um, so I, so that for me was a huge help. Um, I didn't figure that out for my first hire, um, but a couple, a couple hires down the, down the line, I did um, ask them to help me document my training process. And that has made that so much easier. Um, and having somebody else write out uh, their interpretation of your instructions is also helpful because I think sometimes we're in our own heads so much that uh, we may not have figured out how to, you know, get, disseminate <laughs> the information that they need in a way that's coherent to anyone but ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. That's a super, super great tip. Oh my God. I think that's like the best nugget it, to have somebody else <laughs> write your process docs. Yes. So one, you don't have to yeah. do it. And two, you know that it's going to be thorough because all of those mm-hmm. questions that you might have passed over are going are mm-hmm. gonna to be uh, answered when they ask you the first time. You're like, how do I send this email? Or what do you want me to say? And you're like, oh, yeah, here right. we go. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And make sure that you save all of those documents in a nice little safe place so that you don't lose track of yes. them. You know, when hopefully years and years down the line the next time <laughs> <Hopefully>. you'll <laughs> need to keep on. everything on Dropbox, which I think has been a savior. Yeah. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kind of Yeah, sounds- we use Drive. Oh, Drive. What is that one? Google Drive. Google Drive. There we go. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I'm a Mac girl, so I use a lot of like other apps, but I don't use Google all that much. (laughs) So, Oh my gosh. Well, Janae, we should do another podcast about Gmail foo. That's my, that's another superpower of mine. Yes. It sounds good. (laughs) We'll have to, we'll schedule this after this one. (laughs) Sounds good. So it kind of, so it sounds like you know, the process docs are, is like sort of our first way to make sure we're going to have a successfully grow. We're going to grow our team successfully. Did you have sort of maybe another tip or two more tips about how to successfully grow your business? Yeah, absolutely. So once the process is, is documented, I would highly recommend, um, looking into some kind of, um, HR consultant, uh, or, or some sort of training program, uh, 
I went through, it was called the people plan through uh, B Sage consultants. Um, and that really helped me to make sure that I was checking all of the sort of government and legal documents according to employees. Um, it helped me figure out what I needed to collect from a new employee. So um, if, if you, if they are a true employee, and that is probably even yet another conversation um, that I think many people in the wedding industry classify all of their team members as contractors, and probably some of them should be classified as employees rather than contractors based on sort of the, the rule, mm -hmm. the rule book. Um, but I'm not an HR consultant, so I don't want to <laughs> get into that too much. Uh, but ask your accountant. Um, but that for me was really helpful to have sort of a, a binder's worth of step-by-step um, -step instructions about employee onboarding um, and to create this onboarding checklist so that not only the training of how they're doing, you know, what they need to do for the position, but also just kind of the back-end stuff. What do I need to collect from these employees? I need to have an emergency contact form. I need them to fill out their W-4. I need them to, you know, what about your state? tax documents so that at the end of the year, you can properly, you know, account for them um, within your taxes. So I think that is probably uh, going to sound pretty scary to a lot of your listeners um, when you start talking about proper tax and all of that stuff. Um, so I would highly recommend looking into some kind of mini HR training program so that you can feel equipped for the the really businessy side of being a manager, um, as well as, uh, you know, making sure that you're kind of checking all of your tax boxes and talking to your accountant in your state and city and uh, local government to make sure that you're, you're doing all the right things Love that it. way. And just repeat it again. What, what program, what app did you use? It was called, sure. It, it was not an app. It was called um, the people plan and the company is B Sage okay. Consultants. Um, so I is that for Michelle Loretta? Happily, oh, yes, she, it is. She's, not, she's yes. a guest of the show. We love Michelle. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh, Michelle is like my wisdom goddess. I, I will listen to anything <laughs> that she says. But yeah, she, um, yeah, she is. She created this little. Um, a la carte kind of experience for people who are building their team so that they can do it properly legally and that you have the tools to, to feel equipped to deal with, with these kinds yeah, of questions. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was going to ask like how to make, you know, how would growing your team, how could we make it less overwhelming? But I think that kind of is the answer, at least for me is if you have the knowledge and you're not depending on like a Facebook group or, you know, you're out outsourcing it to 10 other people, like you have a definitive answer yeah. that to me makes everything mm -hmm. less overwhelming. Absolutely. And I would, you know, you'll definitely have to look into getting a payroll company to pay your employees versus if you've had contractors in the past, probably you're paying them, you know, by quick pay or check or cash. Um, so because your official employee will need to have the taxes withheld and all of those complicated things, I do not recommend doing that using uh, any kind of self-made document or, you know, back of the napkin kind of accounting. <laughs> um, you should hire, uh, get an, a, a payroll company to make sure that, that they're 
sort of helping you with, with that end yeah. of things. Yeah. I love that. I, so last year, I think I talked about on this podcast and actually on a different podcast about how I cleaned up my digital life and I finally got myself on QuickBooks and I was really afraid. I was mm-hmm. afraid to be on QuickBooks because I didn't want to know, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to know what was going <laughs> on, like for real. And I'm in business 11 years now and my accountant, I called her up and I said, look, I, I just want to get on QuickBooks because like, I had spent so much time trying to figure out what I spent on Venmo, like paying my VA mm-hmm. and my assistants. So she's, we did a one hour call together and she walked me through the whole thing. And now I reconcile like it's nobody's business. And I'm like, I got it. I know what I'm doing. And our that bank account reconciles. Yeah, so it's so satisfying. good when it's a zero, 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 <laughs> and you're like, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Because that's what you want in QuickBooks. You want it to be a zero to yeah. even out. And so I, I like text yep. my account. And I'm like, I reconciled this month. I'm like, high five. <laughs> but it's empowering. You know, it, it, I used to be so, so scared of it. And now it's like empowering. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how much money I have. Or like, and I see what's coming in here. And and then I reconcile. I have like Absolutely. a reconcile party. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's the best. Um, I would also, this is a, another Michelle tip, but I would, I have one day a month. It's usually for me, it's the first Tuesday of the month. Um, and I'll be honest, I've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit on this lately, but um, where I try to dedicate a half day to kind of all of the accounting mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so making sure that I'm, you know, filing the payroll and paying, paying my employees that I'm reconciling my bank account, that I'm, um, checking my cash flow sheet. Um, so there's, I don't want to get too much in the weeds about (laughs) all the accounting stuff, but there are definitely tools out there. And if your listeners want to reach out to me, I'm happy to share the resources that I've used for, for all of this stuff, um, to help make sure that you are staying on top of, uh, being a responsible Mm -hmm. employer. Um, you know, I think, it's not, especially when you build your team, it's not just about you anymore. And whether you're afraid of looking at your numbers, your, your employees are now relying on you to make sure that they get paid on time, that, that they're not going to run into a mess at the end of the year when they're trying to file their own taxes. Um, so I think the, the, the responsibility level kicks up a notch, um, when people are relying on you, uh, in the way that employees do. Exactly. So, so you've had about six employees throughout the years on and off. So what if, I know I have to ask this question because I'm, I'm thinking it, what if it doesn't work out, right? Like what if it's not a great fit? You, you've, you've brought someone on board, you've trained them, you've given them, I don't know, let's say three months. Uh, and at the end of the three months, you're like, you know what? It's not working out. Have you dealt with this situation? Yeah. And, and if you have, could you, could you share about it? Absolutely. I have, unfortunately, um, in, in two, two different situations. Um, so in each of these situations, as I was sort of preparing myself to have that conversation with the employee, the employee came to the same realization and we sort of parted ways on equal footing. Um, if that doesn't happen, I still highly recommend you put on your big boy and big or big girl pants and have the conversation with the employee. Um, you will feel so freed. Um, I'm sure many of your clients are wedding professionals who have had to think about or have wanted to fire a client 
it's the same mm-hmm. concept. The amount of stress and anxiety that having an employee who is not the right fit and not a good representation of your business or is just a fine representation of your business, but is just not able to do what you hired this person to do um, is going to be a much b- bigger draw than having that 10 minute mm-hmm. conversation where you need to mm-hmm. let someone go. Um, it's not easy. It's, it's hard even when you've done it many times. Um, I've actually had to fire several nannies. <laughs> I'm not a crazy person, but we had a kind of a, a string of bad, bad hires. And I take full responsibility because this was during a time when our amazing nanny left unexpectedly for totally acceptable reasons. Um, and then I was just in a hurry. I wanted to hire the next person. I thought, you know, are they breathing? They can probably take care of my kids. That was a bad mindset. And it, we ended up with a couple just really mm-hmm. not great fits. And so I've had to, on the personal side, have those conversations. Um, so I think going backwards a little, the, the best option is to Mm -hmm. not let it get to that point. So take the time in the hiring process to find the right fit. And that's a reason back to create that job description, have an official interview, Um, make sure that you're, if you don't find a good fit within your pool of candidates, keep looking. Don't hire someone because they're the best Mm -hmm. of a bad bunch. It's much better to hold off and find someone who can do the job that you want in the right way, who will represent your company in the best way. So if you have done that, but still find the person is a bad fit, they're going to really be um, a draw, a draw down on your company culture. Um, I think especially for small businesses, that's a huge part of why people want to work for a small business is the experience, the, the camaraderie, the closeness of the team. And if you have someone who's not a right fit, that will interrupt that. And you may lose, if you have more than one employee, you might lose a good employee because it's no longer enjoyable for them to work with your company. Um, So the best uh, is to have the conversation and just let that person know that unfortunately they're not a good fit and we need to part ways. Right. You wish, Um, you wish them the best, but it's just not, it's just not a fit. And I've had, I've gone through this too with assistants where, you know, for me, assistant assisting is like a trial run, right? So if you're a good assistant, then Mm -hmm. maybe you can come up to be second shooter. And then if you're a good second shooter, then maybe I'll, I'll send you my whole list to say, Hey, you want a second shoot the whole year with, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a process. It's a trust issue. And I've had Mm -hmm. some assistants where they were on their phone. They were talking too much. They weren't, didn't wear the appropriate clothes. Like they blatantly didn't read the rules (laughs) and then showed up in a mini skirt. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot have this. So, you know, you want to make sure they're a good fit and maybe you do a trial run and see how it goes. I mean, they still do those, right? Is that is that true? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you can have sort of a, a mutual out clause. You can do like a 30-day trial or a three-month trial or whatever you'd like and have plan to have a conversation at the end of that uh, trial period and, and make sure it feels like it's a good fit on both ends. Because there's also a chance that you're like, this is awesome. This is perfect. This person does everything I'm bidding them and they're not having a good experience. So 
if if they're not having a good experience, then it's not going to end. It's going to end up in a bad fit anyway. So I think having building that in as part of the hiring process so that it's clear on both sides is a really good, um, is a really good uh, decision because then it sort of forces you to have that conversation early on in the process so you don't have to awkwardly. I love that. That's that's another great tip. Uh, So it's called the mutually out. What is it called? A mutual out. Oh, oh I don't know if that's an official name, a mutual out clause. Um, but maybe just so in the hiring process, you would say, well, you know, I would love to move forward with having you join our team. We will have a three month sort of trial period to make sure that it's a mutual good fit. Um, and then at the end of that, we will set a meeting, talk about how things are going. Um, it may just be, Hey, things are going great. There's this one thing that I would love to see if we can do a little bit differently. Um, that may come from you. That might come from your employee. And then you can decide at that point, okay, everything's good except this one thing. Mm -hmm. Is that fixable? Is that something that we can change to make it a perfect fit on both sides? If it's not, maybe it's, it's not a great fit. Maybe we go a different way. Um, I think also having as, you know, including the process documents, we have what we call a style sheet. Um, so this says, this is how we want you to interact with, with clients. This is how we want you to dress on event days. This is how we want you to dress when you're in the office. These are the expectations that we have in terms of timeliness. Um, That for, at least for a planner, and I assume a photographer too, especially with weddings, like being on time is a huge deal. So if you can't be on time, that's going to be a problem. Um, So making sure that all of the expectations are laid out on the front end, even before they say yes to the employment opportunity is going to save you from having to, um, to have the, the firing. And this is why I'm so happy that we're talking about this because you're a planner. So you're very organized (laughs) and you've done all this work and you're like, okay, we have this and we have this sheet and you're going to dress this way. And like, you've, you've thought of all the the T's to cross and the I's to dot before they've, they've happened or, or you've gone through these experiences. So I'm really excited that you were, you're able to share that with our listeners today. So thank you so much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, if you have any planners listening who are like, I don't know those things, this took me a long time to put together. So don't, don't be, uh, you know, don't be turned off of having employees. If you don't already have this stuff in place, just start today, start gathering that. And I, it will help you, even if you're not ready today to hire someone, start sort of lining up those, uh, Mm -hmm. your, your little ducks. Um, And then when you feel ready, then you can decide that day, I want to start looking for a new team member instead of, oh, I want to start looking for a new team member, but now I have to do all of these things to get it ready. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit at a time will, will lead up to, to a great interaction and a great search and hopefully the right fit. Mm-hmm. So Joan, thank you so much for being yeah. here. I absolutely loved uh, chatting. Uh, let's tell everybody where they can uh, find you online. Uh, say hello on Instagram. And I think you're on Clubhouse now too, right? I am. Yep. So uh, I'm with Five Grain Events is my company. It's just fivegraineevents.com and that's F-I-V-E rather than the numeral. Um, my Instagram is at Five Grain Events, all spelled out. And my clubhouse is at Joan Five Grain, F-I-V-E-G-R-A-I-N. Um, and then Facebook, uh, I think you could just search me, but 
I believe my <laughs> Facebook is at, is Five Grain Events fans. So this is a huge <laughs> relic from when Facebook used to have fans like uh, 11 years ago. And then I, I, I wasn't able to change the name or maybe I can now, but I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> well, but all anywho, this information. Uh, that is. <laughs> I'm going to go search fans now. It's funny. <laughs> but if you guys want to go uh, visit Joan online, find out more about her wedding planning services or ask her some of those questions from today's show, you can just swipe up and click on the show notes and say hi to Joan. Joan, thank you so much for being here. We hope to have you back. It was such a pleasure, Janae. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon.